which was actually Daniel Radcliffe's first movie since he uh, ended the Harry Potter series. When he was playing a 12-year-old boy when he was 50. Yep, now he's playing a 12-year-old lawyer. More, he uh, mid, he middle age. He's probably like twenty five. Yeah, maybe it's hard um, to tell. He's got a nice beard in it though. But before yeah. we get to that, we're gonna talk about this day in horror history. Today's the anniversary. Today of- is July sixteenth, Thursday. Continue. The anniversary of when The Fly was released in theaters. The Fly, you would That's a classic movie. That's the one where the doctor for, tries to teleport himself and turns his head into a fly. Said. Exactly. The Simpsons, then, the Simpsons did a little uh, Treehouse of Horror skit on that, too. Yeah, it's, have you seen it? Oh, yeah, it's a good one. I haven't seen that one. Uh, we'll have to watch it for next week's episode. Oh, yeah. No, that that's a great movie, though. That That's just a classic, iconic horror movie. Oh, yeah. It was released in 1958. That's, that's wow. an old one. Wow. <laughs> I, didn't know that, a, I didn't know they invented movie theaters by then. I, I didn't know that they had that stuff then, either. I thought that they were, like, just inventing fire. <laughs> yeah. That's really that. No, that movie is is very iconic. That's like a scene you see everywhere in the horror oh, yeah. horror business. So that's really really cool. Um. So is that that's the only thing cool uh, that yeah, happened yeah, in horror today? Yeah, that's really the only thing. Wow. That I, they the horror industry slacking. They were slacking today. Not really. That was an important one. That was very important. So Daniel Radcliffe, Rad Radcliffe, Rad. I always I always <laughs> pronounce his last name wrong. I always want to say Rat Lift. instead of Rad. So it's Daniel Rad Radcliffe, <laughs> and he plays a character named Arthur Kipps, who is a British British. What do you call a male widow? Witter. A witter. <laughs> he's a he's a witter. I don't think that's right, but that's okay. His wife died giving birth to his only child, um, who I don't think has a name in the movie uh it probably say it somewhere I don't Pro- remember probably it it's not really that significant his only child doesn't um, it doesn't play a huge part in the movie yeah you only see him a little bit but so um daniel radcliffe's character arthur is a very depressed guy in the beginning the opening scene actually shows him with a uh, straight razor to his neck when he's shaving his beard he was contemplating suicide is what one can think I thought that he was shaving. Yeah, at that for the first the first couple times I saw it, I thought he was shaving. Yeah, I thought that until someone pointed it out to me like the third time I watched it. Yeah. And I was like, that makes a little more sense. No, definitely. And then it shows again in the neck in like the same five minute area where um his son draws the picture of him and he always has a frowny face in all of his pictures and he and his son's like it's because you're always sad. It's because that's what your face looks like. <laughs> that is what he says. Yep. He's like, why do I look like that? He's like, that's, that's what, what your face looks like. Yep. So, uh, um, yeah, he's and a really... His, his face does look like that if you look on the cover, if anyone uh, wants to look that up. The, <laughs> but cover, it, the cover of um, The Woman, the woman in, black. in Black. Yep. His face looks like a wizard. A frown. It is a frown. It is a frown. Yep. You're holding up the yeah, cover yeah, here. Yeah. It is a frown. You're absolutely right. He's probably sad because he had to stop doing Harry Potter. Yeah, I mean, I'd be sad if someone took my magical powers away, too. Me, too. Thankfully, they haven't yet. (laughs) I know. We'd be off of the air if they did because we are running completely on Adam's electrical abilities right now. Magic. It is magical. Anyway. We are... Where were we? We were talking about... Okay, so the... He's he's a depressed lawyer. Wait, we need to back up a little bit, though. The opening scene... Yeah, this wasn't 
wasn't actually the opening scene where he was trying to cut himself. The opening scene is the most unsettling opening scene. Good word, unsettling. It is, it is Dis- though, isn't disturbing. it? It's really unsettling un- un- and disturbing. Unnerving. Un- taking the nerves away is what it does. Yeah, exactly. Or it activates them, whatever. Or disillusions them. It does, <laughs> it does something <laughs> like that. But it just gives you like it gives you chills. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm probably not gonna forget that, it that just, scene ever. <laughs> it sets the mood so well for the movie. Anyway, it starts out with three small children. Creepy sc- and girls. Itself. Yeah, three small girls. Uh first Playing... it, it takes place in about the late eighteen hundreds. So they're all kind of dressed in what would today be like nightgowns. Except so, that I thought yeah, I, it was like it was like more like dressy though, wasn't it? Like real dresses? I don't remember. Me. Well, they'll be nightgowns. Yeah. They'll be nightgowns. Anyway, so there's three girls probably about the age of 7 or 8 and they're all playing with their dolls and they're having a little tea party. And then out of the blue, they look to, at right at the camera, right? Yeah, they look at the camera and then they look at the three windows in the room. And this is the this is the attic, so it's the third floor, right? Yep. And then they just stand up and they crush all of their stuff as they're walking. Yep. All their dolls, all their porcelain tea. And they commit suicide. They jump out. Each one of them jumps out the window. Each a different window all at the same time. Yeah. 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 But they're all right next to each other. Yeah. So it's kind of like one big window. And they're all jumping out. Three sections. But they're three sections of it. So it's just really creepy. And then you just hear the mom yelling, my babies, my babies. Yeah. Which is just like. In the, the beginning, the first five minutes of this movie, three innocent little girls die. Yep. And it's then like five minutes, first two minutes. <laughs> it is. It's a, it is the first. No, and they're playing the, that creepy. It's what is it like? Chimes? I don't sound? even know. It's like a, it's the, the woman in black theme song is it's just so unsettling that. Yeah, it's, that, a, it's a good um, one. Definitely. It's a really good, really good, really good song. soundtrack all around to it. I it, it was. It really was. Um definitely it just it just added so much i think and we you and i were talking about this before to a couple of our friends how the soundtrack adds so much to a movie. oh yeah definitely the sound in itself and you you brought up if you're if you're watching that mute or you're deaf or uh, oh yeah probably a, a horror movie to a deaf deaf person definitely would not be as scary same no as way. same as if you're thinking about it like a horror movie to a blind person you know it, what I'm saying? It, it definitely. I, dude, I, think, I, think, I think it's equal. Almost. I think it'd be scarier for a blind person. They're just hearing these creepy yeah, sounds. Really. Like, what is going on? Yeah. But no, it, without watching a horror movie without sound, it That's, just it takes so much away. Sound level. is such an important part in scary movies. Exactly. Like because you don't even notice it when we were we were watching uh, As Above So Below. We didn't even catch some of the sounds until we watched it and fast forward because yep. we weren't paying as much attention to the visuals paying more attention to what we were hearing exactly and it just it just um adds a whole new level of Absolutely. scary into the movie that you can't if and, and if, sometimes sometimes the producers will sneak in some music that you don't even realize and some sounds and they'll get you in your subconscious and yep. that, that's where it hurts exactly that's, that's why you have that's, no that's our weak spot our yeah, subconscious yeah where you we can't. put on a tough face but in down below we're really 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 yeah, exactly it's, it's the subconscious stuff that makes you subconsciously wet yourself <laughs> exactly you have no control over that. It just happens sometimes. Exactly. So, um, back where, where I cuts to the chase. Right. The movie in the first two minutes, you already know it's gonna be good. Yeah, and it, what just to wrap up that whole soundtrack thing, a soundtrack can make or break a horror movie. Absolutely, a bad soundtrack ruins it. And if you if you put the sound like the whole thing with um with paranormal activity, I don't like is that stupid like subwoofer bass thing. 
and then nothing happens half the time. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it was, I guess it was kind of, it was a new, did they, they introduced that, I think. It was more sounds instead of music. Yeah, like and the sound that subwoofer, and that, they did that in Grave Encounters too, yeah, that subwoofer thing. Yeah, and it's a neat idea because it really, and when, you, when you're sitting there, if you have good speakers, like you feel yeah, it. Yeah, you, you feel you it. really yeah. do feel it. Yeah. And it like shakes everything. And it's just, it's it gives an uncomfortable feeling. But I feel also it got kind of cheesy because so many movies started doing it. So many movies started doing it. And also like, besides that, there wasn't really very much music to exactly. paranormal activity movies. And like, if you think about it, all the great horror movies, The Exorcist, um, I'm gonna throw the woman in black in there just because it's got a great Halloween. Soundtrack. Halloween. Oh yeah. Um, what's another? Strangers had some good songs in there. The Strangers, yeah, but that's not that's not that's not a classic. That 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 wasn't even really. I didn't really like that music other than the Merle Haggard song. Well, yeah, that's a great song. Yeah, but that wasn't like scary part of it. But um, what's another? What's another really iconic one? I'm just, oh like um like uh Friday the Thirteenth. Oh yeah, definitely. that kind of stuff. They all have iconic soundtracks. And it just, it just shows how important a soundtrack is to a horror movie. Oh, yeah. Not just a horror movie. Any horror, any movie, really. Any, any, it is true. Any movie. But I think it just adds, no, definitely, it adds a lot to a horror movie. Because music can bring about so many different emotions. It's true. And yeah. music sticks with you. Exactly. Like, there's you, you listen to music when you're happy, when you're sad. And it can make you feel scared, too. You want to hear a little fun fact? Yeah. Sound is the second... Mm, I don't even know how to word this. It's, it's the second it jogs your memory yeah i was gonna say second fastest yep. the only thing before that is smell smell, smell and oh, then yeah. sound so yeah. you remember stuff through sound before you remember stuff through sight so listen to songs when you're studying and then listen to them when you're taking a test exactly <laughs> if your professor allowed because it just jogs your memory absolutely or if you i mean even though this is really off topic but on that subject chew gum chew the gum. taste taste helps you i was gonna it. say actually what i've done is had I've been baking cookies in my house while I was mm -hmm. studying for a test, and then that smell, and then snacked on the cookies yes. during the test. And you baked Lord, your knowledge, and Lord knows that we can all use some snacks when we're studying. Bring that's, food, yeah. No, that's that's a good idea, yeah. Because this whole smell thing, we're teaching you how to beat school here. Exactly. We're the ghost goons, go professor. The ghost goons have graduated <laughs> middle school, <laughs> yeah. And ghost that's goons as, that's graduate. As, <laughs> that's as much as we're gonna give you. Yep. So back to the woman in black. I mean, the starts the, right off creepy. Yep. This the soundtrack is just it's it, that I think that really makes the movie. But it's not. It's one of the many things that I think makes this movie in my top five scariest movies. I've Definitely. Seen. And unfortunately, we're looking at some ratings, and they're not so good online. But yeah. I I completely disagree personally. I completely do too. And it's not just. I think that I think a lot of it with ratings online has to do with the fact that realistic minds don't believe in ghosts definitely i'm, I'm doing bunny or quotation yeah. fingers right now it's because, very sarcastic here yeah. in the studio i really feel that people downplay ghost movies just because they don't believe in them so like exactly. oh this would never happen yeah and you know what it may never happen exactly and it might very well may not but but you, know, what you have, have to what you have to do in a horror movie is you have to put yourself in the character's shoes you gotta keep an open mind that's what makes it scary yeah. putting yourself in the character's shoes and being like if i was in this situation i can't remember i can't even count how many times we said that during the movie like, i know if i was him i would not have gone upstairs. exactly if i was it's him so i would not have opened that door if i was him but here's the thing we would have because we are ghost hunters exactly and that's what we do yes normal people wouldn't but we would yeah the normal people we were watching with 
say that a lot. Yeah, we, we would we because would. we're we. I wouldn't do it just because I'm a ghost hunter. I would do it because I want to keep my eyebrow. Exactly. Yeah, I don't do want to lose the, an eyebrow. Yeah, exactly. Do it for the fans and the hair on our face. Just just to reiterate, Adam and I have a a um pact, pact here where when we're ghost hunting, if we wimp out of anything, we have to shave an eyebrow. Exactly. So we that that forces us to do the scary things to get the scary footage to get the scary audio to show you what ghosts are made of exactly so we mostly, don't back down. mostly they're made of spirits <laughs> spirits 10 percent spirits 20 percent uh sugar and spice exactly and some nice stuff a little bit of chipotle <laughs> <laughs> so we yeah we have this pact where when we go ghost hunting we do not back down exactly and i think we are one of the first because if i recall i don't know if anyone here watches the ghost hunters the show the taps ghost hunters but there was an episode where the iconic dude run episode where they ran into something scary and they yelled dude run and they all sprinted out dude run <laughs> dude run we have i have a shirt that says dude run on it with like the little taps thing. <laughs> there we go <laughs> just because it's so iconic um so yeah if i'm just gonna throw it out here if you want to call us feel free to call and talk to us we are at 646-787-8138 you can call and you can talk to us about the movie if you've seen it, or you can talk to us about just ghosts in general or um, anything you want. That is 646-787-8138. Any other comments, you could uh, feel free to shoot us an email at theghostgoons at gmail.com. Or you can like us on Facebook. That is facebook.com slash theghostgoons. The same for Instagram. Instagram, just search the ghost goons, and the same for Twitter. Yep. The ghost goons on Twitter. That is all the social media we're on. And actually, Follow us on Snapchat. Yeah, um, we're the ghost goons on Snapchat. Right? Ghost goons, absolutely. And we will show you a good time on our Snapchat story. We're also trying something new today. We have a live Periscope feed with us right now. Yeah, that was confusing to me at first. <laughs> it's still confusing to me. I don't really know how it works, but we're giving it a shot. So we've got that filming us live right now. If any of you want to tune in, it's kind of like a TV show of exactly what you're listening to. Yeah, it's just completely live of us sitting here talking into microphones. Yep. But I mean, feel free you, to. Go. You could watch our sweet shadow puppets that we're doing too. You yeah, can't see, you can't see those you over can, the radio. <laughs> you would be able to see me doing the bunny quotation thing. Exactly. So yeah, you can look us up on there. That's that's just kind of a thing we're just experimenting with. We don't really know how that works. Exactly. But we're the ghost goons on there, so feel free to check us out there. So back to the woman and back Black. to the movie. Um, we just the opening scene. We were kind of describing the characters in it a little bit. So creepy is how I would describe yeah, them. <laughs> creepy, creepy, creepy. But um, the characters that aren't in the opening scene, like the main characters in the movie, we've got um, Arthur Kipps, which is Daniel Radcliffe. He's he's really, really the only big character. Yeah, in the he's movie. he's basically what the movie revolves around. There's other side characters that you could call main. I'd say. Yeah. Um. There's Mr. Bentley, who is played by Roger Allen. Um, I'm not really sure exactly who he is. I'm waiting for some intel on that. He is, uh, he was the one who he stayed with, right? Who's, yeah. Whose wife yep. lost her son. He was in Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. He had a little role in that. Really? Um, he was in like, he was in some other movies, The Queen, The Book Thief. Um, now it doesn't really seem the book like Thief. There's a yeah. Good one. It doesn't seem like he's been in a lot of horror movies, which is another great point to bring up. For yeah. This movie. Daniel Radcliffe has. Certainly not been in a lot of horror movies unless you're afraid of magic and wizards but the or thing, giant snakes. The thing is about that is that there, it's really rare. That yeah, I, we were talking about this the other day. 
it's really rare to find uh, famous actors in horror movies. A lot of times they get a bunch of no names. Yeah. So the fact that this had a um, had a famous actor such as uh, Daniel Radcliffe, who just came off of his Harry Potter Harry career. Potter fame, which was, I mean, everyone knew who he was. Everyone knew his face. And I'll tell you what, I didn't even know his name. I In real life, I called him Harry Potter because exactly. I didn't know his real name. I saw the cover and I said, oh, Harry Potter's in the woman in black. <laughs> I still I still say that. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people do too. Just because that, that role he played was so iconic. Oh, yeah. And I used this term before and a few episodes back. I'll use it again. His star text. Yep. Meaning um, his face is now identified with a character. Definitely. So the fact that he's in a horror movie, which is kind of, I mean... I, I don't know. It's he's kind of playing a similar character in this movie. He's playing how so? Because Harry Potter's um, a guy who's always on quests. He's looking in, at mysteries and he does find some creepy stuff. He's always on some wacky adventures. Yeah, I mean, he finds like I don't know what those are called. Death Eaters? Is that what? It oh is? yeah, those are kind of scary. Yeah, there's a lot of creepy stuff where if you were him, you'd be like, "That's Dang. scary." And this is the same thing. He's playing a character that's just trying to do the right thing. Yeah. He's trying to make some money for him and his son. Yeah. And he finds this stuff, this creepy stuff, and he solves it. Yep. And he doesn't back down from the challenge. That's Yeah, exactly. Which is, it's kind of the same. It's kind of exactly what we do. Yeah. Except <laughs> we do it from the safety of our own homes. Exactly. And we tell other people to do it for us. Yep. Which is the best way to do it. So, yeah. So the movie takes place in London, London. or outside of London a little Small bit. Small town outside. Small town outside of London. Yep. A train's ride away. Yep. Most places are trains right away. <laughs> the United States is not a trains right away from London. Yeah, the underwater train. Oh, do you mean the the submarine? The the, uh, the air train. <laughs> the air train, also known as the jet. Yeah, but anyway, so you see some. Uh, it's it's nice to see some horror movies that are taking place in early times that are actually scary because you have things that are like The Village, but I didn't think that was very scary personally. The Village, I don't know. The Village is Come creepy. On. Come on. <laughs> the Village is, is a pretty iconic movie. Yeah, it's a good idea. It's it's got some it's got a creepy, creepy thing. Yeah, it didn't really make me jump though. This one yeah, well, this one made me scream. Exactly. Bit. There's there's the difference between psychological horror and jump scares. And I think that this movie did both pretty well. I, I completely agree with you. This movie is definitely a movie. I'll give you just to I'll say this again towards the end of the episode, but I'm gonna say it right now. For all of you listeners who are looking to watch a movie with a significant other, yep. that being a girlfriend or, or someone who you want to be a significant other, yes, watch this movie without them first because you don't want to jump in front of them because there are a lot of scary parts in this movie. But this is a great movie to watch with someone who hasn't seen it and yep. get them scared. Absolutely. Definitely, definitely a good movie to watch with some girls. Also, definitely a movie that you are going to have to worry about sleeping after. Yeah, especially a lot of the jump scares that are in the movie aren't actually very scary parts. Like the first one I'm trying exactly. to think of was the uh the first time was he was looking down he he made it into the mansion. No, this the first time the first time and they do this a few times. I know what Excuse you're me. I know what you're going to talk about. But the first time is when he's he's before he's even in the mansion and he goes up into the attic because he's staying in the attic where the little girls died. Yeah. And he's looking out the window and then like the music starts and you're like, oh, crap, something really scary is going to happen. And absolutely nothing happens. That's right. And they do that several times. So sort of just to remind you. That's right. I forgot about that. It's sort of just to remind you that it was the same room yeah. as the girl. And it's just kind of jumped out of. It's just kind of gives an eerie thing. And I mean, before you go on to describe your part, I think that the movie in doing that, 
this the movie and the writing of the movie uses anticipation so well in its favor. Yeah, definitely. It, it doesn't need to put random cheesy scary parts all over the place to scare you. It puts parts that aren't even scary and makes them scary. Yes, absolutely. Which is which is really 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 it really 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 makes a movie good in my in my sense. Yeah, because is it my turn now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Raise your hand before you talk. All right. So he so he makes it into his mansion and he's going through all the paperwork and he's just kind of looking through the house to see what he's trying to sell. He wants to sell this house and make some money for him and his son. Anyway, so he's looking around, he's opening, opening shades and everything. And all of a sudden he's looking in the fireplace. Cause there's a, there's like a dead bird there, there's or, sort, or a dying bird, a dying or a runt of the litter bird. Yeah. That's sort of just laying there and squirming around a little. And he's looking really close to that. And then all of a sudden you hear this really loud noise and it made me jump out of my skin. Oh, you're telling me, dude. <laughs> yeah, really. That that is one of that is a great jump scare. But it right turns there. out it was just the mama bird who was flying off the mantle, which he didn't see apparently. Yep. <laughs> and he spooked her and yep. spooked me too. Well, dude, here's the thing. Here's the thing about scary movies. I feel like once you get into like, like with every movie I've seen, once like the really scary stuff starts happening, like the like in this movie, the first time you see the woman in black, and like in um. And as above, so below. Once they get into "quote unquote" hell, yeah, everything like jump scares don't work anymore. Exactly, and that stuff doesn't work because it's not scary. Yeah, it's like you switch modes. Yeah, you're like, all right, I've seen the scariest thing in the movie being the monster in the movie. Yeah. Now it's just kind of how's it going to resolve? Where are they going to show up? So the fact that they utilize all these moments before the monster even shows up keeps me like on the edge of my seat. Like, crap, where's the where's yeah, the ghost? Like, yeah, definitely. Because we haven't even, we've been scared like four times. We haven't even seen the yeah. ghost yet. There was the bird. There was the muddy faucet that turned the on. The muddy faucet in the tub. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then there's just the music randomly. Yeah, random music. And, and then there's just a creepy old house that he's in. Some exactly. doors are locked. He's, and, he's going through trying to open every door. He sees some chests, finding old yeah. papers. And like the papers say really, really, really creepy stuff on them. We'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. Though. Yeah. I want to stick on this subject first a little longer. And that being um, the fact that when he first, when we first see the woman in black, it almost, they like the first couple of times we see it, we don't know if he's imagining it because it's yeah. kind of like a quick glance. Yep. And then he looks away for a second and looks back and she's gone. So it's like, it almost makes it, it to me, and, it really makes it seem like she's imagining it. Yeah. And, and everybody, and everybody else in the movie who he tells about it says that he's imagining it too. Exactly. That there's no one else there. It's just an old house on an an island, and nobody else lives there. And he's crazy. You're my even. What was the? It was something along the lines of even the strongest mind can get played or something. Yeah, I don't remember. yeah, yeah. No, I, I I do remember that quote. I don't remember exactly what it is, but yeah, uh, oh, does it justice? One, another quote that was good from it is uh the main the the side character who he's staying with and brings him to the house says don't go chasing ghosts arthur don't go chasing shadows shadows that's right don't go chasing shadows exactly and that's that i watched that quote yeah, you ruined the whole episode it's all right that's okay we'll see you next week all right we're gonna we're gonna have a new co-host co-host next week sorry adam <laughs> it's all right you failed the show i'll take a time out <laughs> no so that quote though don't go chasing shadows it shows it i mean it really shows it shows that character and how he doesn't believe in ghosts yeah number one number two it shows that um that he he feels that um Danny Radcliffe's character Arthur Kipps, also known as Harry Potter, <laughs> is really really um he's he he thinks that he's 
delusional. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't want him to get caught up in this delusion and get himself hurt. Or he really is just concerned about his family and wants him to make the sale, really. Exactly. He wants him to focus and do what's best for his family. And he, he just says right before right before Arthur gets off of his car out of his car, he says, Don't go chasing shadows, Arthur. Yep. And that really stuck with me. That, for the that rest stuck of the with movie. me too. That is a really, really I keep saying really. That is a magnificently fantabulous <laughs> good quote so i yeah i just needed to help you with that one anytime thank you <laughs> so where were we? we were back now we're gonna backtrack a little bit back to jump scares versus psychological yeah. scares so i'm gonna ask you okay just this is gonna be a little off the movie or off the topic of the movie a little bit off the books. but which when you're watching a movie, which one do you prefer? Jump scares or psychological scares? Really, it depends on if I need any sleep that night. It's true. When you when you're the bird the bird doesn't scare me when I'm going to bed, but exactly. seeing the woman outside the window, not sure if you're really imagining it or not, kind of makes me see stuff. Yeah, or I'm just the really music. Sure. Yeah, really. Just thinking about the music when you're sitting in a dark room trying to close your eyes. Yeah, no, <laughs> it just it gets you. It really, really definitely it really does. But I'm not thinking about the bird as I'm going to sleep. Like, wow, that but, noise was loud and that bird scared me. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the question. That being said, is Birdemic a scary movie? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I was just checking. All right. I was just checking. Yeah, no, it's it's still not. So Maybe when, next when, week when you're saying be. when you're saying that though, when you're done, when you finish watching a horror movie, like after you're and you're just thinking about it, not just thinking about if it was scary or not. Are you thinking about the jump I think scares? about the psychological the psychological scares. Scares. Yeah, because that's, that's that's what sticks with me because that's that's really what sticks yep. to your ribs and makes it hard to sleep. No, really. I, I completely agree with you. But here's the thing: psychological jumps, psychological scares make a movie. I think make a horror movie better because they're yeah. harder to do. First yeah, of all. they're harder to do. It's easy. It's really, really, it's really easy for a producer to just throw in a loud music and like a and random a, and jump a bird. scare and just something <laughs> popping in the screen or yeah. something stupid like that. That's really easy. It's harder to make the viewer feel uneasy about yeah, themselves because and it, about it, their whole lives up to this point. It requires music, writing, visuals. It just and a background yeah. story too. <laughs> it requires, it really requires everything. But I think that jump scares do have a place in movies. Yes. That being when you're trying to scare someone. Yep. Because if you're just looking for like an innocent, like startle, yeah, for someone that's the, that's the movie because I, we watch you and I watch a lot of scary movies with people that don't like scary movies. Yes, that because it's so fun for us. Yeah, <laughs> and we don't want to scar them for life. Correct. We don't want to have them not be able to sleep for weeks. Yeah, and some of them after seeing a crow jump off a stool, they won't be able to sleep for weeks, or they just projectile vomit. But <laughs> both. Yeah. No, that's in The Exorcist. Yeah, different yeah, yeah. movie. Yeah, but. We want to see them scared, so that's where jump scares come into play. Yeah, when they're good jump scares for people, it's just it makes it fun for us, but it doesn't ruin their lives. Exactly, ruin their <laughs> lives. but then again, movies that only use psychological scares tend sometimes for me to feel dragged out. Like there's nothing yeah. that's scaring me in the moment, but then later I'm thinking about it. That is that is a really really that is a good point. Like you need something to get from psychological scare to psychological scare, and you transition with jump scares. That. Yep, I do. I, I think we just agree. figured it out. <laughs> I completely agree with you because yeah. you can't. It's kind of best of both worlds, right there. Yeah, you need a little bit of both to even it out. Yeah, and that's where writing comes into play. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's where a good writer happens or is is happening born, is born is created. So, final answer: and when you're watching a horror movie, when you're watching a horror movie with a group, 
Jump scares are psychological. Jump. When you're watching one alone, <laughs> jump scares. I'd probably jump because <laughs> you're alone and you don't. Yeah. All right. During the fact, I like the jump scares, but after the fact, the psychological scares yeah. are really what gets you. So if I'm watching with a group, definitely jump scares. If I'm watching it alone, it's not applicable because I don't watch horror movies alone. Exactly. It's too scary. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't happen. The only horror movies I watch alone are um, the Night Shift SpongeBob episode. Yeah, that's a good one, too. That's stay, a scary stay, one. Keep, keep in tune for that because yeah, we're going to be reviewing out. that soon. That one will be one that we do review in the future. We're just waiting for an important time to do that. Anyway, I don't think that we've even really explained the plot very much yet. We haven't even touched the surface of anything. I'll let you do that. All right, you so understood this. I'm gonna I'm gonna give a brief brief plot summary. So we have this lawyer Arthur Kipps who's in debt, whose wife just died, and he needs to travel to this small town outside of London in order to sell this house. Allegedly, there's the woman in black who lives in this who you who haunts this house who, which it's like a but in the town it's like uh they don't know if it's real or not it's kind of like a folk it. story yeah it's like a folk tale um like old wise tale type yeah deal. but nobody visits the house in the town so nobody because really they're knows. afraid of they're it. scared it's anyway, kind of like building a house on an indian burial ground type deal exactly like no but, one no one wants to do it but they're they're all like spectacle of it yeah but the legend goes that anytime anyone has ever seen the woman in black a child dies and that's the main whole premise of the movie. And Arthur Kipps, aka Harry Potter, is trying to figure out if this is real. Why? I mean, and he doesn't. He doesn't, really, he doesn't really try to figure it out. He more stumbles upon it, and then on accident. Yeah, and then sees, tries to figure out why it's happening to him. Because everyone in the town hates him because he keeps seeing the woman in black. Yeah, but he just to reiterate, he doesn't go to the island to try to figure this out. He yeah, goes he to try to sell the house and ends up seeing the island and people blame him for deaths in the town. No, he doesn't go to try to sell the house. He goes to try to find the woman's will because he's a lawyer. Yeah, it's all it's all semantics at that point. <laughs> he's trying to find her will to see who the house belongs to is what he's really trying to do. Okay. I'm glad we got to just the bottom of that. Just to clarify that for all of you, that <laughs> being me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, continue. Uh, I was about done. I was. Oh, you were giving like a backstory. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that probably should have been said right in the beginning. Okay, I thought you were giving like beginning to end. No, no. So let's start. Let's start right after that. Let's start with the first. The first he sees, time he, he sees the woman in black out the window, and then right after that, it, it, he goes into town, and a little girl has goes to the constable and ingest and had ingested lye. Yeah, which is kind of like bleach for the layperson. And, and it's not good to drink. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make, it does not clean out your organs like it cleans out your white laundry. Exactly. But anyway, so that's the first, and she ends up dying, and that's the first death, and he gets blamed for it. Everybody in the town says, you saw her, and he's very confused because he does not know about this. Yeah, at this, at this point, he did not know about this at all. No. He just thought, he, he thought he might have been seeing something. He had no idea. He said he, he thought he saw a woman on the island. And then the person who he's staying with said, no, there's no one else yeah. there. And he's kind of just shook And the off. reason why this guy who he's staying with says this is because his son died um, from drowning and his wife blames it on the woman in black. And he's in he's almost in denial almost. So he's trying to he's he's in denial because it happened fairly recently. Yeah. And he he can't he can't think about the fact that that might have happened. He thinks that his child died and there's nothing there's nothing else to it. Exactly. So he just excuses all um all mentions of the woman in black and yep. 
and of any ghosts at, at all in that matter. Which brings me, we're kind of skipping around here, but this brings me to another really, really unsettling part. Yep. That being when they're all at dinner. Yeah, yeah. And, and the wife has the episode. The wife has the episode. She claims that her son who died, and you don't figure this out till later, but he died from the woman in black, that he speaks through her. And then she like kind of goes a little crazy, and then she takes a knife and draws on their really nice dining room table a picture, which you don't see until after. And the picture that she drew was a woman hanging herself. Yes. Which it turns out the woman that's how the woman in black died. Yes. Yeah, the woman in black hung herself in her son's room, but you don't know that till later. That's, anyway. That's yeah. A, that's, that's an unsettling that's unnerving. Yeah. She likes to carve. She said that her son used to really like to draw. And then when, right before she does it, she says he wants to draw you a picture. Yeah. Which is just a creepy line. Yeah. He wants to draw you a picture, <laughs> but he used to like to draw. I, I, she like she says like, I like to draw. Oh, my son used to like to draw too. He wants to draw you a picture. And then just starts carving into her ta- into her table. And then her husband, who's just an awesome dude, is like the medication and just get yeah, brains on chloroform. He takes her down. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's obviously experienced this a few times. Yeah, definitely. So that's not that's a reoccurring theme. And at that point. I would lose an eyebrow. I'd be out. Definitely. I would not yeah. be staying there anymore. No, I wouldn't go to the house and stay overnight, especially. <laughs> no, I, I mean the house he's staying in, like the people. Any of the houses. I would just leave. I'd say I'm going to be homeless. <laughs> I don't need to sell the house. I'll go to New York City. Yeah. I'll live there. There are no scary things in New York City. Besides flappers. Oh, hello. Yeah, this time. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. So let's um where do you want to go from there? You got any got any branches? Well, this happens a couple times. He sees the woman in black, a couple children die. He gets blamed. The town hates him. And then he's trying to figure out why this is happening. And he comes up with the grand old idea. He's reading through all the papers, and the white or uh, the woman in black got taken to an insane asylum before she died because she she they didn't think that she was fit to raise her boy and then they wouldn't even let or her sister wouldn't let her see her own child anyway so this just just to reiterate this part that you're talking about is a very important part in the movie yes it's kind of where the light bulb goes off and it's just, it's also a part that is so well done yes the fact that he's just stumbling upon these papers and slowly learning about yeah because he's a woman in black because he he went there to look for all the papers and all of a sudden he finds all these notes that explain the whole story to him of the whole tale yeah and he's just slowly learning i just got goosebumps (laughs) sorry (laughs) no it's all right it's okay i was actually just blowing cold air on you gotcha it's kind of chilly in here so he's learning about the woman in black's path into insanity yeah which is such an unsettling notion yeah and i i think our insanity is one of the creepiest no absolutely yeah that's why insane asylums and everything it's just so eerie when people's minds work differently than we understand because it's like you're they're unpredictable exactly and you don't even know that it's like that they're not working correctly you just know that they're working differently exactly and we they have no idea correct we could be incorrect yeah Who even knows? that's what i'm saying nobody knows it's they just work in a way that we that i that I, it's I, hard for yeah. us to understand <laughs> it, it really is and it's just eerie yeah and it's an eerie idea anyway so she's going insane because she cannot see her boy and she says and then all of a sudden you see the note that she wrote to them and she said if you won't 
let me see him. I'll find a way. Yeah, and in that, and then he, and then he looks closer at the picture and can see a figure of a woman wearing black in the window behind the family picture, which is just very, very creepy. It it turns out anyway. It turns out that the mansion he's trying to sell was his sister's. Yeah, not was her. Was, was the her, was the woman in black sisters? Yeah, not, not the woman in blacks. Which I, which I mean, it's kind of, I that's kind of hard to understand. I yeah. don't even know. That part's a little weird. It is weird. I don't know. Did they live together? Because I don't know. It didn't say where she lived before yeah. she got taken away. Yeah, I don't really know. Maybe they lived together and she got removed from the house or something. Yeah. But anyway, in the pictures, she is in the pictures in the windows, just creeping behind the family because she said, "If you won't let me see him, I'll find a way to see him." And let me tell you, she did. Anyway, so long story short. Well, not really. It's the same length as in the movie. But she, <laughs> but the the road to this mansion gets flooded out when the tide comes in, and the whole land's kind of like marshland. So one day it was during a storm, and the family with the boy was coming back, and they went off the road, and the whole the whole uh, the whole horse and buggy went down in the marsh, and everybody in there died, and the woman in black blames her, her sister. sister for killing her son and not not being able to save him so because her son was in the wagon that yeah because her yeah. son was in the wagon that went down and he's lost in the marshes somewhere and now she's dedicating her life to taking other people's children because she got hers taken away from her exactly and that this is we're skipping around a lot but that does that's a perfect segue into another really important part that being towards the end and the well, actually, it's kind of the middle. And the idea that when we were watching this, we were watching this with some people who analyzed it a little different than us, and we didn't have an answer for them when they said it. And they, their point was, well, if they're both ghosts, the son and the mom, why can't they find themselves? Why can't they find each other in the ghost spirit world? And then I figured out the answer. You figured out the answer, and I'll let you be it away. The reason why they cannot just visit each other because when they're both dead is because. The woman in black hung herself and she was found and she had a proper burial and is buried with a nice tombstone. The boy, however, was never found. The body was never recovered. And he is in a different place than her because he is not ha he's not yet had his proper burial and completely passed through to the other side. I thought that that was just absolutely brilliant. And that just clicked so I many am, lights. I am absolutely brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> no, the idea. You, you read that. You didn't come up with it. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. I actually didn't read that though yeah you completely that. that was that was adam's original he's gonna write a book about it i very well may i might write a book about the 10 minutes of the movie where i figured that out <laughs> where you had a genius idea but no I, in all honesty that is a really brilliant idea and that just clicks so many pieces yeah because then the, the whole rest of the movie is basically based on that daniel radcliffe then figures that out and he thinks that the woman in black will stop doing this if she's reunited with her boy and her boy gets a proper burial so his he takes it upon himself to go into the marshes and recover the wagon and get the boy, wrap him up, swaddle him in clothes, clean him up, and then wait for the woman in black to try to get him. And then he she says, and then he says, Look, here's your son. This very thing does happen. She he puts the boy in the bed with all the toys, and the woman in black spirit kind of comes into the room and kind of goes into the boy, and then he brings him into her grave and they're buried together finally reunited Which, and it feels so and then good. there's like happy music and it's all fading out and you think it's the end and you think it's gonna be
happy ending, which I mean, essentially, it it it's, is. It's, it is it's happy either ending. happy. Or, it's I thought I, the word I used to describe it was bittersweet. Yeah, it definitely was. But we're before we get, go to the ending, which has a lot of stuff we need to talk about. I want to backtrack a little bit and go back to the idea of them in the spirit world. Yes. And and the p- scene when the boy is coming out of the mud and he's terrorizing Daniel Radcliffe in the house. I think a little bit cheesy. Yeah, I think that that is a it was really cheesy. And when I like when I watch horror movies and I recommend horror movies to people and there's a cheesy part, I like I'm like, yeah, this part's stupid. And that's one of the parts where I'm like, yeah, this part's stupid. See, I don't think it's as cheesy as that. It's definitely cheesy, but the the cheesy part is when he's crawling out of the bed. Yeah, yeah. When he's when the bed like turns black and then he crawls out of that. But that's I mean, like, what movie doesn't have a cheesy? Part? That's like, my there, point. There's one in Grave Encounters. There's one there's in everything. Yeah, <laughs> that's my point. That's that yeah. movie's cheesy part. Yeah, definitely. But you made another really good connection with that. that when he when Danny Radcliffe first goes into the house the first time before anything scary happens. Yeah. He touches the boy's doorknob. Yeah, which is that's locked. right. He doesn't know that it's the boy's room, and he touches the doorknob and gets this kind of. It, it looked kind of like oil. It was yeah. like water. It was like watery, muddy, brown. dark, muddy stuff. Yeah, and w- it turns out when he dives into the mud later in order to retrieve the in order to retrieve the buggy, the horse and buggy, it's that same kind of watery mud because you forget that it's a marsh. It's not just like it's not just mud that he's diving into. He's not going to be caked in it. It's basically half water, half mud, and it's more liquidy than. But it's the exact same stuff. You could see it on his face. It was kind of streaming off rather than just caking to him. Which clicks that the boy's going to his room every night to try to find his mom, and his mom's going wherever she goes to try to find him, but they're never finding each other. Exactly, because they're not in the same place yet. And speaking of that part with the marsh, I want to talk about. I mean, with this again, this all and all in all was a great, great movie. Um, but it's always fun to pick. Uh, nitpick them yeah so this is a little nitpicky thing that i mean i noticed and you know you said you noticed yep. too when daniel Radcliffe um is climbing, was in the mud yeah well when he he's in the mud and he goes completely submerged in it for a couple seconds and he pops up and his whole he's all like his whole body's black you can't see any part skin at all if i had to guess four years ago if i would ever see daniel Radcliffe completely covered head to toe in mud i probably would have said i know he's he he was one of the most popular actors in the world yeah and he's doing a he's completely submerged in mud that's i don't i don't understand i probably i I probably would have paid to see that if someone said if you give me 20 bucks i will dive in a pool of mud exactly i i would not put a money on that but he did it yeah the only thing is the only fluke in that and it's a little fluke in the movie is when he comes up his whole body is completely mud except his mouth. Yeah. His, his mouth, it's like, it's just like kind, no of, kind of a, a ring about up to like halfway between his lip and his nose. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, it's obvious he just had a snorkel on. Yeah. And I mean, I, I he, understand he, he, he he's Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. He's Daniel Radcliffe. You he's don't not want gonna, him to die. He's not going to do die. crazy stunts. I completely understand it. It's just like when he pops up, you're like, um, that's pretty obvious. <laughs> like yeah. what, what's going on? But anyway, that's, that's just a little nitpicky thing. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't affect anything. It's just like it's there. Are you ready to get to the end? I you can lead us to the end. All right. So reunite. I want to say the quote. Yeah. Um. The quote after the woman in black is reunited with her son. She's just. It's like. It's like you think it's happy because it's like fading out and it's like going like it's the end and their credits about to come on. It's big triumphant and then you just start hearing. 
and it keeps getting louder and louder. You say never, never forget, but I think it's never forgive. It's never. I thought it was both. Oh, I don't know. Hey, we'll say we'll say both. never f something. <laughs> never forgive it. Yeah. Um. I I I think it was it. Uh, it definitely once it gets louder, it says never forget. But I think in the beginning it's saying never forget. It might be. I don't really know. And then it starts saying we'll I have to watch it again. Yeah. It says never forget and never forgive or something like that. And it's just getting louder and louder. And then you're like, oh crap, what's about to happen? Because the whole reason that Daniel Radcliffe was trying to put this woman in black to rest is because his son was coming to the island. Yeah. Or his son was coming to meet him in the town. In the town. Yeah, it's not an island. I don't know why I keep yeah. calling it an island. Yeah. The town. And he's like, he didn't want his son to die because all the children are dying from this woman in black. So he's trying to put the woman in black at rest. Yeah. Which, I mean, he I, he thinks he successfully did. Mm -hmm. But then we know he didn't. Well, so he he thinks he did. And he is going to meet his son and the nanny at the train station. And he's just so thankful for the nanny taking the train. Just an FYI, son. it's the son's nanny, not his nanny. Yeah, the son. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little old for a nanny. Yeah, but I could have used one after this. Anyway. So he's talking to the nanny, and all of a sudden, you see the son kind of look over to the side, and he, he's holding his son's hand and whatnot. And uh, and you kind of already know what's going to happen. The son he lets go of his son's hand because he's, he's in a deep conversation. He's in a deep conversation, so he's not really paying attention to it. And his son, and and the shot. This camera work is brilliant, by the way, because you see the son walking towards the train track and then you see the light of the train coming too yeah and you're just like oh crap and it starts playing the music again you know exactly what's gonna and happen you're like you both you're you know but you don't believe it you're yeah. like there's no yeah. way because all of a sudden uh arthur arthur kipps notices it but his son's standing in the middle of the train tracks and dives for it yeah. arthur kipps being daniel Radcliffe. yeah we keep we keep, keep skipping back yeah. and forth between the two names yeah he sees his son and sprints toward him picks him up and then the screen goes black and you have no idea what happened because it almost looked like he could have gotten away on the other side. Yep. And no, it definitely did. But before we say the next, we need to backtrack a little bit because we didn't mention this at we all. We should start doing these in order, but go we, on. Nah. <laughs> Where's the fun in that? So we're just going to, I mean, this is a part that just appears for the whole movie and that being Daniel Radcliffe's wife, um, or Arthur. That's Kip's right. Yeah. Wife is appearing and she's the, opposite of the woman in black she's the woman in all white anytime you see her she's in white 100 percent white. Has, he has visions of her and it's either when he's really upset he has visions of her or sometimes he dreams about her and she's always in a graveyard in his visions because she's obvious she's obviously dead yeah but anyway now we can continue with yours so all of a sudden it cuts to like the nanny holding her hand over her mouth and stuff and then screaming because she's upset because they just and died. then plot twist you see Radcliffe holding his son in the middle of the train tracks and the train tracks like the whole train station is completely empty and it's like it's like a different filter it's like darker yeah it's darker it's kind of blue it's kind of a little more ominous and all of a sudden he just kind of looks around and is wondering kind of what happened and then he sees his wife standing there and that's when you know that he died but we're trying to figure out whether this is a happy ending a sad ending because they both died whether the woman in black was trying to help them. I really, this is my, theory. I like that. Go, this go is ahead. my theory. I believe that although the woman in black was saying, never forgive, never forgive. She actually had forgiven. 
and in doing that she knew how upset or how um heartbroken heartbroken he was or um he being daniel radcliffe's character and with that he daniel radcliffe reunited her with her son so she was going to do the same with daniel radcliffe and his wife and in doing that she she accomplished that and i mean you you see the first time he ever smiles in the movie is at the end correct when he sees his wife yep and i think i believe that the woman in black was doing a kind favor to them in that and i i don't think that it was harm it's meant to be harmful and i don't think it was no he seemed happy and the boy seemed happy he's like the boy's wife who's happy. that who's that lovely lady and then he looks and he's like that's your mother yep and then I, and then it's happy and then the other thing that makes me think this is right after that, right after they all group hug, it cuts to the woman in black and she's just standing there looking. And you and think she, she's going to scream. And she doesn't do anything. Every time you see her, she screams. And that time she doesn't yep. scream at all. So who knows? Also, And also, I mean, um, another part we didn't really mention was the um, character that uh, lost his son, the character that um, Daniel Radcliffe was staying with. He... Um, his name being um Roger or no Mr. Bentley is his name. Yeah. He um he ironic lost, that yeah. he is one of the only people in the town with a car. It, Mr. Well, Bentley. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. He's he's a rich, he's really rich, but he lost his son. And when right when um um uh, Daniel or Andrew, right? Is that his name? Arthur. Arthur, thank you. I don't know why that escapes me. Arthur is reuniting the woman in black with her son. He, he being um, Mr. Bentley, sees his son in the house, his lost son. And I, I don't, I don't even know what happens with that. He sees him and then nothing happens. That's about it. He kind of chases him, and I don't even think he finds. Yeah, him. and he never finds him. Yeah, which is a little weird. Yeah, like, I just, hanging. I just noticed that. That's, yeah, yeah, nothing really does. That is a little. That's a little strange. So yeah, I mean, um. That is where we're at with that. And we have a call that we're going to take um, just to just to give us their opinion on the movie and see what how they feel about it, if they've seen it. So, caller, you are with us now. Hello. Caller. No. Are you there, caller? Hello. Hello. What's up, guys? Uh, not a whole lot. We are just talking about the woman in black right now. Well, I got to tell you, that's not one I've, I've watched, but I, I did want to call and ask what your criteria was when you're choosing films. What do you what do you guys look for when you're looking to do a, a, a discussion on a movie? Well, it normally has to be a horror movie. <laughs> Usually it's a horror movie. Usually it's one that we already own, so we don't have to spend the money to buy one. Um, a lot of times it's movies that are recommended to us through our friends or movies that we've just heard about or even movies we've seen and liked or movies we've seen and haven't liked. Uh-huh. What, what is the, um, is, why, why do you ask? Is there? Well, I'm, I'm just curious because, um, you know, I, I know I was listening last week. You were talking about Birdemic and Birdemic was more of a, um, uh, a goof, yeah, it's a goof. In, in, a, in a fun way. Um, Women in Black doesn't sound like it was the same. It sounds like it was a more serious horror movie. Yeah. I know you did As Above, So Below. That was more serious. So I was just curious as to what type of, um, you know, what you're looking at. I, I'm assuming you're going to do, um, you know, the serious stuff, but when you find something fun, you're doing that too. 
Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of just what mood we're in in that week. And honestly, we like we like to have fun with like the funny horror movies, but we also like to show and and analyze good horror movies. I'll leave you with a quote. We like to be serious, but we also know how to have a good time. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, that's fair. Now, are you going to do any classic films like with some of the older stuff? Or you of course to- we are. We 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 definitely plan on doing that. The thing is with those is they are so they're they're so iconic that we want we want to hold on to them and wait for them to do them on like a date that matters to them like like an anniversary or like a like something significant for the movies right, right. so we definitely so, will be getting to those so like if there was a 30th anniversary of this is actually 2015 is a is a kind of a neat year because it's the 30th anniversary of a lot of 1985 horror films which was a good year for horror so uh yeah like that's the next thing you're talking about yeah exactly or like even if it's not even if it's not like a big anniversary just like doing i i don't know if if a date pops up or like 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 the 17th and a half anniversary you do that yeah yeah exactly yeah that's what we're looking to do yeah maybe even 17 and two-thirds right that's our favorite. <laughs> Two thirds. Yeah, that's that's a milestone right there. Um, all right. So, like, are you going to be going to some like uh, theater films, like going to see uh, the Gallows or? Um, the, our problem films? with that. This is our problem with doing theater films. Is we we spill the plots. Yeah. So we don't want to do movies that are in the theaters or movies that are really really new because most a lot of people haven't seen them yet. I don't know what else to do. Right. Call. Yeah. So we we feel like that'll it'll it'll not it won't hurt our listenership, which I mean that's not really that big of a deal. We don't care about it as much, but we don't want to spoil things for people, and we don't want to ruin good movies. We want people to hear it for our opinions on the movies that they've already seen. Okay, all right. Well, that's cool. And 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 are you gonna do um you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna do some ghost hunting too, right? Of course. Oh we yeah. Are. We have, uh, I mean, it's it's a work in progress. We haven't started filming yet, but eventually we're going to put a YouTube channel up and we're going to do ghost hunting. And we're going to hopefully go to pretty, pretty, some pretty serious places and do places that are iconic and, and recognizable and do, um, just do our thing there. Right. Okay. All right. Well, that's cool. And um, uh, are you going to start having uh, like interviews or any of that kind of thing? We certainly are. We actually have one set up for next week. Um, oh. And cool. from, from there, we're going to be doing pretty, pretty regularly. Our problem is right now is the um, just the fact that we're so many. Um, the, I, I, I had just lost my train of thought completely. We have, we have so many um, friends that want to be guests because we've watched them with them and stuff. They just, they've got commitments and stuff, which they're, mm-hmm. we're working through and trying to get through that. But I mean, we, we do have, we have some set up um, for the future with some recognizable names that aren't just our friends, like people, people that have some knowledge in the horror industry, which will be pretty cool. Oh, cool. And what about personal appearances? You guys going to do some events and shows and stuff? We definitely Absolutely. will be. We will be at, for certain, we're already booked at Scarecon at Turning Stone Casino. We'll be there um, September 11th, 12th, and 13th, or around there. 
um, that weekend, whatever weekend, whatever weekend that is, we'll be there. You can count on uh-huh. it. We promise. And I mean, from there, we're looking, we're looking at a lot of other stuff too. We're just, uh-huh. we're just trying, we're, we're, I mean, we're, we're just starting to get into the field as, um, you can obviously tell this is our fourth episode, fifth, fifth our fifth, it says it right in front of me, our fifth episode. So, I mean, that means it's our fifth week doing this. So we're, I mean, we've been in, we've obviously been watching horror movies and stuff and ghost hunting and just doing fun stuff like that for a long time, but we haven't like taken it seriously. Like we're hoping to right now. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. That sounds like fun. Yeah. yeah. What it's about. So, so definitely watch the woman in black. Yeah. It's definitely one you need to watch. Um, okay. and yeah, and you can feel free to, um, Facebook message us a movie you want us to watch or someone you want us to review or I mean anything you can email us at a spot you want us to ghost hunt yeah you can email us at uh, the ghost goons at gmail.com um, our Facebook is facebook.com slash the ghost goons um, those are the best ways to get a hold of us if you want us if you want us got any questions or concerns or comments and we appreciate you listening okay well I was going to suggest you you uh, do Tommy Wiseau's The Room actually it's <laughs> that's really funny you mentioned that because we actually were talking about that before our show and that's what we're going to do next week yeah i mean it's not a horror film by any means but it's a it's, no it's it's a good film to make fun of exactly it's one it's one we'll have a lot to say about and have yeah, a good time talking about a lot to say cool all right that'll so, be fun yeah definitely tune that, in man. definitely tune into that one that'll be um, next thursday at 10 o'clock eastern time eastern time and eastern time. yeah you Eastern time, just in case you're thinking Western Eastern time. It's not North Northeastern. Not none of All right. that. So we are going to let you go because we, we got a few ra- wrapping up remarks we want to make. But thank you very much for calling. All right. Good to talk to you guys. Take care. All right. That was that was that was interesting. Um, a lot of good ideas there. Yeah, definitely, definitely a lot of good ideas. But we are running out of time right now, so we just want to. Make some wrapping remarks about the movie. That being, we didn't really get to this at all, but I just want to point out how how impressed I was. Yeah, definitely. I was not expecting him to be a good horror actor at all, but no, I think yeah. he did really, really well. Yeah, and it's great to see. Uh, great to see some people who don't normally do horror. We were talking about this the other day. Uh, with uh, what was that? Starface. Star. Acting. Oh, Star Text. Star Text. <laughs> Starface. <laughs> it's almost there. Yeah, with people who you see out playing outside of their roles. Yeah, exactly. And I, I really liked it too. And he did a fantastic job. Stupend. Yeah, <laughs> we're done with that one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so definitely, definitely watch The Woman in Black. If you haven't seen it already, I'm really mad at you that you listen to this. <laughs> because you need to watch the movies before you listen to us talk about them. Definitely stay tuned next week for The Room. The- Room, which will be a really fun one. I got a lot of funny stuff to say about that. That is, that is, that is one you got to watch. Sure. Um, not, not to be scared, but to, to be um, scared. Hard, to be hurt. Or laugh so hard you're scared. <laughs> sure. Sure. So, um, yeah, thank you for tuning in. You can look us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash ghost goons. Check us on Instagram and Twitter at the ghost goons. Just search bar. Um, once again, We'll, Check that out. We'll see what happened with that. And from there, um, let's go goon some ghosts. Goon some ghosts. And next week.
Thank you very much.